being a hundred percent you and completely authentic is quite possibly the biggest superpower that you could possibly possess right now. Welcome back lovers and friends. Today, I just wanted to talk about, you know, I wanted to just talk about what's going on, what's going on in the world and the universe and, um, and, and COVID still very much being a thing. Like I can't even believe almost two years later I'm saying that. And yet I am. What is it? September, March, April, May, June, July, September. So we'll call it 18 months. Yeah. We'll call it going on two years y'all. And we're masked, masks are back on teaching in Boston and it feels like I'm in some fucked up video game where I just can't beat the level. It feels like the, it feels like the complex of living the same day over and over again. Groundhog's Day, I believe is what you call. But alas, I was talking about how it's really weird showing up on social media lately and it feels almost inauthentic to show up authentically. And what I mean by that is throughout the past 18 months, we've been playing this game of kind of like who has it worse. And we're living in, we're kind of closing off ourselves a bit from others, I believe, because people are so quick to jump down your throat and judge. You think that this time would actually make people softer and more accepting and more open to like, just openness and change and love, (laughs) love. And what I'm finding is actually, I feel the opposite. And I don't think I'm alone in that. I've often said, I believe what's personal is universal. And personally, I'm finding a hard time showing up authentically because I'm, I'm second guessing every single thing I'm doing and wondering who's going to come back and say, well, it could be worse. So I wanted to talk about this, this concept of it could be worst and playing this who's got it worse off game. It's a really dangerous game because it is not unbeknownst to me that I live a beautiful life. I am super blessed. I have a job and I have a place to live and I have all the necessary things to live a beautiful life, a beautiful blessed life. And when you say to someone, in a moment of vulnerability where they are expressing how they feel in a low moment and you just say something like, well, it could be worse. Not only are you rebuffing what they're saying, you are not seeing them or holding space for them. And that is just, to be honest, I get that it's an acquired skill to be able to do that quite, quite frankly, but we're taking like, it's almost inhumane. We're taking the human connection out of so much of the things we're doing. Never mind all the working from home and being completely digital and like the loss of genuine connection. Like I'm talking tangible connection. Hot take, when was the last time you held someone's hand? Or when was the last time you just like hugged a hugged a acquaintance? Hugged a stranger, dare I say it. I mean, this is coming from someone that used to get like 300 hugs a day. It's weird. It's weird not having the touch, the connection. It's odd. To take that a little bit further, this whole who's got it 
who's got it worse off. It's a dangerous slippery slope to play. And I want to play you a little snippet that I was thinking of. You know, I got a lot of answers when I was talking about how I believe that, I believe deeply in vulnerability. And I talk about this a lot. I'm a big fan of Brene Brown. I'm just, I think that vulnerability is the way we stay connected and we keep the humanness in this very, you know, we are spiritual beings in, in living a very like human life, living this very, like our, the spirit, the, our spirit is locked in this human body that has limitations. And I think that we're having a very human experience. We all are life on life's terms, right? And vulnerability is the ability to let down your walls and let someone else in to a moment, a low moment, which takes a shit ton of courage and strength and bravery. But I, I am so serious about this. The second you do that and the second you tear down a wall or take the mask off and show your real face and show your real emotions and show who you actually are, it's like you're, it, it's a superpower. You become supercharged in a way of showing someone else that they can do it too. And I've oftentimes described vulnerability as like the softening of a flower. Or if you think of like a rose blooming in slow motion or really any flower I just I always think of a a rose blooming or just your favorite flower think about it blooming in front of you it's like this slow beautiful process and like each petal starts to unfold and then more unfold and more unfold it's this unfolding this unfolding is the way I think about vulnerability that kind of just washes over each and every person who is open to not only holding space, but receiving and then leaning back in and saying just that line, like, Hey, me too. Hey, I feel that way too. I think so often, I think especially lately, we are so afraid to say how we really feel because we feel guilty because we know that other people have it worse. And that's not the point of vulnerability. No shit. People have it worse. Open up your phone for three minutes. Three minutes. What uh, what catastrophic, traumatic, crazy shit can you see on your phone? And no, don't even get me started on 24-hour news. Like 20 years ago, I don't know, I'm, I'm not that old. But I, I dare to say maybe 10, 20 years ago, there was only one news broadcast at like 5 p.m. It wasn't a constant shit stirring of every horrible thing going on in the universe, in our world, all day, every day, earthquake, storm, this, that. I mean, our human brains are not meant to process that much horrible shit and carry it with us. It's like we're carrying the weight of the world's problems on our shoulders on top of a global pandemic, on top of trying to survive, on top of it all. And then we look around at each other and no one wants to talk about it because we're all afraid. It's like our throats are choked up. If we say the wrong thing, someone's going to just jump right down it. And so we don't talk at all. And those quiet desperations are like eating, I don't know about y'all, but eating us alive, eating me alive in those moments. And I have to remember to be brave. 
and share how I'm feeling because again, what's personal is so universal. And I know that when I share, I know someone else is out there is feeling the same way. And I have taken it upon myself. My purpose, my passion is to be a leader and a mindset and help others walk through the badlands and the deep, dark shit because I know what it's like. And I know what it's like to step up and be brave and say, hey, me too, because it's this flow effect. And all of a sudden, you're no longer walking through life or whatever shit storm you just so happen to be walking through at that moment alone. And that is so powerful. There's so much power in that. And yet we're all terrified to talk to each other and, and, and keep that relatability. That's that human connection is so vital I can't tell you how many times I've flipped through a story or I've talked to a friend and they have explained a certain situation. I was like, holy shit, I thought I was crazy. I thought I've been sitting over here whirling in my own, stirring in my own shit because I thought I was crazy. I thought I was psycho for thinking these thoughts or this situation going on. And they're like, no, that's happening to me too. You're like, God, you can like relax your shoulders a little bit. You're like, damn, I thought, I thought I was crazy. No, you're not crazy. You're just a human. You're a spiritual being having a human experience, life on life's terms. And so this is really just coming off of, you know, I received a, a, a comment back from the story. I was talking about vulnerability and showing up and being authentic and sharing our stories and staying in this, staying in this flow. And someone was saying something about toxic positivity. And I... I touched on this a while back, but I wanted to make a point because I thought it was pretty, I don't know. I thought it was pretty, it was a mind blow moment. And I was walking down the middle of the Commonwealth Mall. And as I oftentimes do, if you maybe see me walking around Boston, I, um, I talked to myself and I recorded a little snippet on my phone. I'm going to upload it right now so you can kind of hear the original thought process of what I was saying because I think it really paints a picture for like some every once in a while these I just like go on a spew and it's how I feel about this kind of narrative that's been playing like I don't want to share how I'm feeling because it might come off a certain way or I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that and I kind of like unlocked I found the key that kind of like might unlock a little something something Perhaps this is the unpopular opinion, but I believe that toxic positivity, positivity can never be toxic. This whole genre of toxic positivity is really just from the lack there of vulnerability. It's not being able to hold space for somebody when they're feeling a certain way and trying to rebuff how they feel in the moment with like some bullshit quote or saying something like, well, it could always be worse. That is just somebody who doesn't know how to be vulnerable and hold space. And to be honest, it's a skill and it's an acquired skill, which means you have to finesse it. It takes time and learning and being self-aware and doing the work, right? Doing the freaking work. The worth is in the work. The work that we so very badly, so very much avoid is really where the secret, the magic happens, the secret sauce happening. It's in the work you're avoiding. That's where the magic happens, right? I don't want to feel these things. I don't want to feel this way. I want to just like pretend it's not happening. I want to just wish it away with some like bullshit quote or whatever it is. Like that 
to me, is the only thing toxic. I don't really understand when I keep hearing this toxic positivity. You can't... Positivity is not toxic. That's just your lack of vulnerability. It's your lack of empathy and your lack of not being able to be real and authentic. That's what comes off toxic because it is. But you know what? We Not everybody is comfortable and not everybody's been on the journey to get them to the place where they can lean in and be brave and courageous in that moment of vulnerability. I actually had to Google this to make sure I didn't read it somewhere or steal it from somewhere or something, but I think it's Mads Tad's original. But again, it's come from a lot of different reading and a lot of different studying. I, I'm even pulling upon, as I as I listen to that back, there is a part in Brene Brown's book, I believe it's Daring Greatly, where she talks about the fullness of emotions, meaning you can only feel the highest of highs, the joyest of joys, if you also let in the lowest of lows and the saddest of sads. It's not worded like that. It obviously sounds way better. I'm super paraphrasing it, super kind of like quote unquote dumbing it down. But I think it basically comes down to like, you can't feel the fullness of your emotions unless you actually allow yourself to feel everything. And when you numb out the bad, then you actually dim the good. And so I think something that happens when we talk about this whole, I just don't even get this toxic positivity thing again. Cause I just, I think that It's just the lack of vulnerability. It's the lack of saying I'm not good. And I think that comes from maybe societal, like we have to act tough or we have to act strong or we have to carry it all on our own or perfectionism or whatever it is, whatever the, all the, the different complexes that we could be carrying around and everybody individually could be different. I think that the, the cure all is leaning into vulnerability. I think what holds us back is fear of how we are going to, how what we say is going to be received or how our emotions are going to be received by the other party or the other person we're talking to or whoever out there that we are trusting or, you know, like it's like a moment where you bear your soul or you tell, it's a tell all and like someone laughs in your face. I've heard a lot of different stories about like, well, I'm just so scared, Manny. Like I I feel like if I tell the truth or if I feel like I do this or if I feel like people know the real me or if people know this part of me, then they're not going to accept me. And like to that, I just say like, screw them. They're not your people then. And I hope to God you find other people that will be accepting and open and choose to kind of meet you where you are with whatever you're feeling in that moment. And I think that's, that's the telltale sign of true friendships, true relationships, true. I mean, that's it. True friendships, true relationships. Can you be vulnerable with someone? If you can't be vulnerable with somebody, I think that's, that's game. That's game over. Ready player one. We're done here. Otherwise, everything's fake. And I think that's where this whole like toxic positivity comes from. Like everything's great and I'm perfect and look at my house and my hair is great and look at my reel and look at my Instagram. It's great. Our family's perfect. Everything, whatever. And then behind closed doors, everything's a fucking hot mess. And then there's, you know, whisperings like, oh my God, she's this way and this way. Or he, he looks like he has it all together, but like, no, or they look like they have it all together, but really behind closed doors, yada, yada, yada. And you see how this goes. I think one of the, probably one of the top questions I get among, there's probably like 
10 on a Rolodex of what I get all the time. But I used to get, especially in the first wave of the pandemic, I mean, I'm a little jaded now as we all are, I think. But the question I was guessed, like, how are you so positive? How are you so whatever? And I'm like, y'all, I'm not positive. Like I am, but I'm also like not. I tell you when I'm having a bad day and I bring, I I think that's the difference is you bring people with you on the journey and then it's not fake or you're not coming off like I'm okay when you're not okay. It's like, no, I'm actually not okay. And I'm choosing to think again and reframe my narrative and reroute my brain because of course I can ride the pony to badlands. It's the easiest thing in the world. Like our brain loves to jump on the little pony, the little white pony and just ride off to the worst case scenario. Literally brain loves it, loves it. Love a good badlands ride. And even if I'm feeling my shittiest, I'm going to still try to choose the next best thing. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not saying I'm going to fake it. Although depending on what your job is and in different situations, you might have to fake it a little bit. Can you imagine if I rolled up to SoulCycle and I was like, fuck this shit. Like I'm having a shitty day, blah, blah, blah. People would be like, what the hell? So depending on what you do or where you are or what your circumstances are, you might have to lock it up a little bit. You might have to zip up the energy and pop it for a moment. And also depending on the community you've built or the trust that you've built around, around you. Again, we're going back to that trust, that trust circle. I think of that movie, what is it? Meet the Fockers, Circle of Trust. That's when that's like, that's real. And I think that's the realest that so many people are craving. They just want something real. I just want something real. I just want to feel something real. I want to know this is real. And it doesn't help when we're constantly viewing the world through the lens of our phone and constantly just scrolling and reading and news and media and this and that and negativity and this. It's like our brain is on constant overload and we're just trying to figure it out. It's constantly just trying to figure out what am I taking in? Something my dad has always said and I I never really resonated with me until I got a little bit older or just wiser. Can we even say that? You don't eat just through your mouth. You also eat through your eyes and your ears. So what are you looking at? What are you listening to? You ever watch like a really horrific scene in a movie or you see something on, you know, something on the the social media like Instagram and it's like really horrific and it sticks with you? Like that, that's not good. Or you hear something really, really terrible. Like someone tells you a really awful story and you're like, I didn't. I didn't need to hear that because again, you don't eat just through your mouth. You eat through your eyes and your ears. So look, how are you fueling yourself? Not really sure if this is making any sense all to say that we're very spiritual beings having a very human experience and we have to do whatever we can, especially right now, 18 months later, almost two years into this freaking pandemic, we have to do everything we can to keep not only our physical health up, but I think the real thing is the mental health. How do I stay positive? What books can I read? What things can I reach out to? Who can I trust with my feelings to hold space for me when I need to be vulnerable? And when do I know to be brave? And in what moments can I be courageous? It's a very delicate ballet dance, all this stuff. But I think the more you put yourself out there and the more you try, the easier it gets. Authenticity isn't just something you wake up and you're like, today I'm authentic. 
or like today I'm going to be vulnerable. I think it just happens in moments where, you know, you, you honor the call, you hear the cry and you step up to the plate. Anywho, those are really my thoughts this week because I myself am like, holy crap, are we going to do this? How much longer are we going to do this? And the uncertainty is very much eating me alive in a lot of different ways. And I'm just going to keep it, I'm going to keep it real and tell it like it is. That doesn't mean everything is constantly sunshine and rainbows. And I'm still going to try to choose the best outcome because why the hell not? It takes just as much energy to go to the badlands as it does paradise. And so I would much rather be sipping a Mai Tai in, you know, St. John than in that scary badlands, like in the Lion King when the hyenas eat everything and there's nothing but bones and like dry dust left. Like catch me on the beach, baby. That's where I'm future tripping to. And I hope that you have the tools and ways for you to find that mindset as well, because it's like, we're all in this. So why, why, why suffer through it? Like, how can we help each other through it? How can we try to lift each other up, grab someone's hand that might need it on any particular day and drag them up the hill with you? Because there are going to be days where you need to be dragged up the hill. Today was a day I needed to be dragged up the hill, literally dragged, kicking and screaming up the hill. And that role will change. And I truly hope that you surround yourself with strong, positive authentic, vulnerable people with emotional intelligence and self-awareness to hold space for you and hear you and let your feelings be seen and heard and also appreciate you. I think that's really it. At the end of the day, we just want to be seen, heard, appreciated, and of course loved. That's what every single person on this planet is looking for. And I hope that you have a strong squad and support network around you to feel those things. And if not, you come on back here and I'll do my best to, to help, to help you out, to help you and keep on keeping on. That is after all, why I created this podcast to touch lives far beyond the four walls of soul cycle, beyond the bike onward and outward and forever and ever. Amen. I hope this resonated. I hope you got some golden nuggets out of here to take with you into this week. I truly, truly appreciate all you listening and the kind messages and DMs and sharing and posting and everything and the comments and the reviews and everything. It just means so, so, so much. And I just can't thank you enough. There is absolutely no me without you. I say that all the time. I've made it a hashtag because I just believe that community is everything. I can't do the things I love without each and every one of you supporting me. So until next week, may you always be joyful, loving, and above all else, especially going into this next week, fearless. Fearless.